Welcome to the Treble Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Thompson, audiologist and founder of Treble Health. This podcast is supported by treblehealth.com, the nation's leading telehealth service for tinnitus and hearing loss treatment. Thank you for being here on our podcast and make sure to subscribe to get our newest episodes sent straight to you. Let's get ahead with today's episode. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle with Treble Health, and today I'm going to be answering can tinnitus be painful? So right off the bat, the first answer is no. Usually tinnitus isn't accompanied by pain. If you're experiencing pain, it's the result of some other underlying condition, but it's not the result of tinnitus directly. But of course, tinnitus and pain can co-occur. So I'm going to be reviewing some of those conditions that may be causing you pain along with also experiencing some tinnitus. To review, tinnitus is Any kind of sound that you hear in either one or both of your ears, it could also be a sound that you feel like is coming from some part of your head and not directly from an ear, but it can be any type of sound. So it could be buzzing, whooshing, whistling, hissing, thumping, really any kind of sound qualifies as tinnitus. And it may not happen in both of your ears, it may only be happening in one ear, or it may only be happening in one part of your head. It may feel that sounds coming from there. And it's also very normal that the sound can vary, not just in pitch or frequency, but also in volume. It can vary within the same day or from day to day. So all of this kind of encompasses tinnitus. And a lot of times people will think that it's only ringing because we usually say tinnitus is ringing of the ears and what you're hearing may not exactly sound like ringing. But again, any kind of sound that you're hearing that's not actually coming from the environment is qualified as tinnitus. Tinnitus can also be intermittent. So it doesn't have to be constant. It could be only for a few minutes each day or several minutes each day, or it could be the entire day. But it doesn't have to be something that's constant. It also doesn't have to be that the sound itself is constant, meaning that some individuals will actually have pulsatile or rhythmic tinnitus. So their tinnitus will actually fluctuate, kind of like their heart beating, and pulsatile tinnitus may sound more like whooshing or thumping. Oftentimes, pulsatile tinnitus is linked more to cardiovascular issues, things like blood flow, blood pressure, So that's why it tends to sound pulsatile and sounds like it's pulsing as opposed to more constant sound of tinnitus. Most people who experience tinnitus are unbothered by it. So they may recall or notice having it here and there, but they wouldn't particularly say that it's disturbing them or that they're noticing it frequently throughout their day to the point that it's become an issue for them. But around 10 to 20% of individuals who have tinnitus would say that it's become bothersome and it's starting to affect their overall quality of life. An interesting fact about tinnitus is that the majority of individuals who have tinnitus will also have hearing loss. I think the figures are that about 90% of individuals who have tinnitus also have hearing loss. There's a much larger group of individuals in the world who have hearing loss. And within that group of individuals, we have a small number who have tinnitus. And when we look at that group of individuals who have tinnitus, the majority of them also have hearing loss. So there's a relationship between tinnitus and hearing loss, but it's not what I call a one-to-one relationship, meaning If you have tinnitus, you absolutely have hearing loss. It's more likely, but if you have hearing loss alone, you're not as likely to have tinnitus and it's not a definite. So 
if you experience further hearing loss throughout your lifetime, it doesn't mean that your tinnitus is going to also worsen or it's going to continue because you have hearing loss. So what's the actual relationship between tinnitus and pain? There isn't, again, a strong connection or a direct relationship between one and the other, but research has found that the way we process pain, especially chronic pain, is very similar to the way that we process tinnitus. So it seems that there's involvement in the limbic system, which is the emotional center of our brain and helps regulate how we're feeling and thinking about things. So there seems to be some overlap between how we perceive pain and how we perceive tinnitus within that region of our brain. So from that standpoint, we don't necessarily know if the overall perception of tinnitus and pain are completely connected or interrelated or communicate with one another within the limbic system, but the overall way that our brain processes the information is similar. So there's a need for further research and oftentimes a lot of the treatment options that are used for chronic pain are also ones that are recommended or used for treating tinnitus. So while we know that tinnitus doesn't necessarily cause pain, we know that there are certain conditions that cause pain as well as tinnitus. One of the most common causes of both pain and tinnitus are earaches or ear infections or the presence of middle ear fluid, so fluid behind your eardrum. When we have any kind of condition that alters the way that our auditory system receives sounds, it can cause the perception of tinnitus. But the fact of having increased pressure or fluid located behind our eardrum can also cause us to feel pain or discomfort. So that's where we may think that tinnitus and pain are interconnected because they're co-occurring, but they're just symptoms of having an earache, an ear infection, or fluid in one's ear, and not that the pain is actually causing the tinnitus or that the tinnitus is actually causing the pain. Another comorbid condition with tinnitus is chronic pain. And a large number of Americans have been found to be living with chronic pain. I think the estimates are about 40% of Americans are living every day with some form of chronic pain. And research has found that individuals who are experiencing chronic pain are tend to be at a higher risk of also developing tinnitus. A recent study actually found that individuals with chronic pain were twice as likely to experience tinnitus than individuals without chronic pain. So again, there seems to be some kind of connection between the two and the way that the brain is processing the information, but it's not necessarily a direct link. We don't know exactly what is causing chronic pain to lead to the perception of tinnitus, but it does seem to be something that predisposes an individual to getting tinnitus or perhaps worsening of tinnitus because again, tinnitus is very common and there are many individuals who are living with an acceptable baseline, low-level tinnitus that isn't disrupting their lives, but at some point, something or another may increase the volume or the overall perception or the pitch of tinnitus and start to make it actually become disruptive to one's life. There's also been research regarding some psychological conditions that can make us more predisposed or at a greater risk of developing tinnitus alongside experiencing pain. And those include different types of mental health conditions. So ones that involve depression, stress, anxiety, different mental conditions tend to put one at greater risk of developing symptoms of both tinnitus and pain. At least that's what, again, some of the latest research has found. And we relay it back to the 
way that the brain is processing emotional information. So there might be a connection again within how the limbic system is processing how we're feeling both physically and mentally, what our bodies are perceiving. And because of that, if we are suffering from a kind of mental condition, it may make us at a greater risk of also developing tinnitus or bothersome tinnitus, as well as having a greater more adverse reaction to pain. Another common condition that sometimes happens alongside tinnitus is hyperacusis or increased sound sensitivity. There are four general subtypes of hyperacusis and those include loudness hyperacusis where you perceive sounds that are moderately loud as extremely loud. And there's also fear hyperacusis where you start to fear and the anticipation of sounds that you find uncomfortably loud or painful or disruptive. There's also annoyance hyperacusis. And with annoyance hyperacusis, you're starting to perceive sounds as irritating or bothersome that you didn't previously consider to be annoying. And then the last subtype of hyperacusis is called pain hyperacusis. And so in this case, individuals will actually feel physical pain or discomfort in response to different sounds or loud sounds. So again, for some individuals who are experiencing hyperacusis, they may feel that there's actual pain within one or both of their ears or in their head if they're hearing certain loud sounds like dishes clanking or um, the toilet flushing, for example. So hyperacusis in general affects our tolerance for sounds. And so it reduces the overall volume of sounds that we can tolerate Normally, for a healthy auditory system, we can tolerate a wide range of sounds, both in pitch, frequency, as well as in volume. But when we have hyperacusis, that starts to narrow down, and it also impacts our central gain mechanism. So this is the way that our auditory system, our central auditory system, starts to process sound signals. And it may be over-amplifying or over-sending signals, which cause us to feel increased sound sensitivity as compared to before. For treating hyperacusis, we usually start off by using filtered earplugs. Filtered earplugs are ones that help to reduce the overall sounds of our environment. Doesn't completely block out sounds because we wanna make sure that we're still exposing our auditory system to sounds, We're doing it in a manner that allows us to feel comfortable. So individuals will start exposing themselves to the wide range of sounds that we hear in our everyday life with and without filtered earplugs. And the hope is that over time, they start relying on their earplugs less and less, finding that they're able to tolerate the different environments that they find themselves in, feeling less anxious, less pain as a result of the sounds that they're being exposed to, and having their auditory system kind of reset back to what it used to be when it could tolerate the full range of sounds that we hear on a regular basis. Another very common source of pain and tinnitus are extremely loud sounds. So if you've ever been exposed to a very loud sound, you'll notice that your ear actually hurts And you may also experience ringing or tinnitus after that sound exposure. So it's very common to experience both pain and tinnitus following an extremely loud sound exposure, like that of a gunshot or let's say, for example, a car backfiring. So extremely loud sounds can temporarily or permanently damage the sensory cells in our inner ear. They're often referred to as our hair cells that we have in our inner ear, or it can actually cause damage to the middle ear. A loud sound is actually capable of rupturing your eardrum, which can be very painful, 
as well. And it can also impact the way that you're hearing afterwards. An eardrum can heal and it can heal on its own. And if it doesn't, there's medical interventions that can be used to help kind of heal, close up the eardrum. But in and of itself, a loud sound exposure or loud noise exposure can cause both tinnitus and pain. And the results at times can be temporary, very short-lived, acute, but the results may also be more long-lasting and chronic. So it's really important to make sure that if you are going into a situation where you're expecting loud noise exposure, for example, like a shooting range, or you're going to monster truck rally, or a NASCAR race, or you know, a, a sporting event, for example. So you might want to consider packing a set of earplugs just to help protect your ears and prevent any potential loud noise exposure that can cause you both pain and tinnitus. Temporomandibular joint disorder, or TMJ, is another common cause of both tinnitus and pain. Some research out there has said that as much as 60% of individuals who have TMJ will also experience tinnitus. And TMJ is something that causes pain or discomfort when you're talking or chewing. So it can be the result of like a misalignment between your mandible, your jaw. It can be caused by teeth grinding, teeth clenching. It can also be caused by some kind of physical trauma that has caused jaw misalignment. And this oftentimes results in tinnitus because of the close proximity between our jaw, the TMJ joint, and our ears and inflammation or irritation between the ligaments and the joints can kind of radiate into pain feeling localized within the ear. And this may be tied into tinnitus. We know that there's a portion of the central auditory system that processes information both from a physical standpoint as well as an auditory standpoint. So that's why sometimes conditions that cause pain or discomfort can also co-occur with tinnitus. Related to TMJ conditions, tooth pain can also cause both pain and tinnitus. So sometimes issues within one's teeth can radiate the pain into our ears. This is oftentimes the source of referred pain. Referred pain is when pain is localized in a different part of the body than where the actual cause is. So one of the more common referred pain sources actually tends to be our teeth or ears. So if you're experiencing pain in your teeth, it might be related to, for example, an ear infection. If you're experiencing pain in your ears, it could be related to some kind of tooth issue. Maybe you have an impacted tooth, an abscess, but whatever type of pain you're experiencing, it's worthwhile going to seek medical or dental attention to determine what the underlying cause might be. But again, if you're experiencing tooth pain, it might be why you're also experiencing pain in your ears and also experiencing tinnitus or an uptick to tinnitus or a new onset of tinnitus. When we're also experiencing any kind of cold, congestion, or allergies, we may also experience an uptick to our tinnitus or a new onset of tinnitus, but we also may be experiencing some form of pain or discomfort either in our ears, our throat, or you know, on the side of our head. And oftentimes, colds and allergies come along with congestion that affects the way our ears are working and causes pressure to build up behind our eardrums. This pressure buildup causes a change in our ability to hear 
It usually then enhances the way we hear internal noises and reduces our ability to hear external sounds from our environment. And that's why oftentimes tinnitus will sound louder or we'll start to notice tinnitus if we're experiencing a cold or allergies. This is usually temporary. So once the cold or allergies get addressed and go away, you may also experience a decrease to both your tinnitus and pain. The last condition that I'm going to describe that can also result in both tinnitus and pain or any kind of injuries, particularly ones that occur to either your head or neck. These type of injuries can often result in unilateral tinnitus or tinnitus that we refer to as somatic or somatosensory tinnitus, meaning this is tinnitus that tends to change either in volume or pitch as a result of different physical movements. So you may notice that tinnitus starts or gets louder if you turn your head in a certain direction or if you open your mouth in a certain direction. So if you've experienced some kind of physical trauma and then started to experience both pain and tinnitus, that is likely the cause of both the pain and the tinnitus. And treating the issues to either your head or neck will oftentimes also result in a reduction of both pain and tinnitus. So as you can see, pain and tinnitus, they are oftentimes related and can co-occur within the same condition, but tinnitus itself does not actually cause pain. and Pain does not necessarily cause tinnitus, but the way that our brain is processing the two tends to be related, and that's why there's a lot of different conditions that can cause us to both experience pain and tinnitus. If you are experiencing a new onset of pain or tinnitus, it's really important for you to go get checked out by a medical doctor as well as an audiologist to determine what may be the underlying cause of both your pain and tinnitus. Oftentimes, if it a cause can be identified, you may also notice an improvement to both the tinnitus and pain. So if you have any questions or if you yourself have experienced any of these conditions that included both pain and tinnitus, please feel free to comment below. If you haven't already subscribed to our channel, please subscribe now so that way you can stay up to date with all of our latest videos. Thank you so much for watching. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ben Thompson. If you have two minutes, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a five-star review on the Apple podcast platform for the Treble Health podcast. Thank you for your time. And if you need any services for tinnitus or hearing aids, please head over to treblehealth.com and our team of expert audiologists will be able to help you via telehealth. Have a great one and see you soon.